This week's episode is sponsored by Current Jerker Designs. When you're a promoter of any kind, one main obstacle you face is, how do I get more attention for my business? With Current Jerker Designs, you get over 10 years of experience with their creative marketing services. Reach out to Derek Sharp at currentjerkerdesigns.com. Again, that's currentjerkerdesigns.com, or you can email Derek directly to Derek at currentjerkerdesigns.com. Ever, ever, two heels in a face. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Two Years in a Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, we are continuing the run of Buffet Line um, episodes with new guests. Our guest right now is in the waiting room. That's right, Chris. Wrestling is a buffet. That's why we have these Buffet Line episodes. How do you feel like our episodes have been as of recent? I feel like they've been like pretty good, really good interviews. Yeah, I mean, not not to obviously, you know, pat ourselves yeah. in the back, but... Uh, <laughs> No, Sounded I kind actually, of braggadocious, so sorry about that. No, no, no. I mean, absolutely. Like, we've definitely gone from a format uh, of doing this buffet style like uh, episodes here and there sporadically, while also covering shows. Um, you know, COVID did you know introduce other formats that we have done in the past, such as watch-alongs. And I think now getting back to the uh, the buffet line episodes, it, it allowed it has allowed us to learn more about the wrestlers and and, and getting to kind of meet people at a different level also right um you know we we admire the work that they do up there but then you know getting them to go through a, a wrestling buffet line has been pretty cool i mean the last one we had was steven wolf mm-hmm. um, yeah so like like super fun episode and then today i'm actually at home i'm back at the casa i see which, um feels 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 uh 10 times better than, than being at the office and being worried about the cleaning lady coming in at any time and start vacuuming. So we, we're going to save that, save that rivalry with you and the cleaning lady. We'll build to something, but you know, we you need to maybe take a week, take a week off of that program, you know, versus you versus For sure. cleaning lady. Yeah. Uh, you got like a cool light going on and uh, it's like a blue light or something like that. Is that um, what I'm seeing? Yeah. I have some, have some some background lights. I've been, uh, you know, upgrading a little bit. I think I've done this before. Um, <laughs> you do so it consistently just, you know, while I just stay the same. <laughs> In my, I mean, well, you eventually have to find that Ethernet cable, Charlie. So you're not freezing up. Over no, there. I am plugged in. That is an upgrade oh. that I did that I did do during our yeah, one of our conversations. Go. I was a little laggy, and I have plugged this. I am officially plugged in right now. Um, the coolest part about doing this like a run of buffet of interviews that we've had is we've had people on our, like we had a list, right? These are the people we want to interview. Some of those names sat for a while and now we've been able to like, it's almost kind of like, you know, that, that thing I kind of don't want to do. I do, I do want to do it, but it's just like, it's overdue and it's long overdue. And like, I'm excited to do it, but I keep pushing it off. Like those were like some of the people that we talked to, like we want to interview them, but it's just like, uh, you know, our conversation with Steve Wolf, amazing conversation, great guy. He was on our list for like a while. And it's just like, okay, let's finally like start doing like, like, you know, like, and we like covering shows, but let's finally start kind of like churning through these. 
the, our guest today, I feel like has been on that list as well, ever since you kind of like built a relationship with him at shows, right? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously one of the things that, that took me a really long time to get to was to finally make it out to the Gali arena, mm-hmm. right? Like we, we had gone to various different promotions, but just because Gali ran on a Sunday, um, it was a little harder to, to, to barter with Carla on that one. Right. Like I was, you know, I was at work all week and then on, on Friday, Saturdays, I will go to a wrestling show. So I kind of had to be like, all right, Sunday is the day that we'll, we'll do something throughout the whole day and not me be uh, missing at the end of the night or something like that. So right. um, I finally made it out to Gali. I, I got the full experience and then I started learning about, you know, the, the, the Gali luchadors and, and, you know, like when I think of luchadors, I think of, of of the people that I grew up watching El Santo, Blue Demon Jr., La Parca, and all these, you know, iconic characters, but also getting introduced to the local scene mm-hmm. of luchadors. Like it, it's, you know, we say wrestling is a buffet, but within that we embrace, you know, Lucha Libre, the strong style, the hardcore style, like everything involved, you know, just wrapped around that that phrase of wrestling is a buffet. There's something something there for everyone. Um, so getting to, to know golden dragon and, yeah, and, and, and the, the, the bloodline that, that, that goes with, with him as well. Right. And, and, and growing up in a, in a wrestling family, it's also, you know, a cool aspect. So like you said, long overdue, we had him on our internal list for, for a long time. Uh-huh. And it's also been a goal for me to, to, you know, get some of the guy guys over, Right and just kind of talking to them and getting them through this buffet line, it's it's something that it's been long overdue, and I'm glad he's here. So I'm gonna bring him right in. All right, Golden Dragon. Hey, Hey. thanks for hanging out in the waiting room. How was it? No problem. No problem at all. Great. So Chris has a very uh, well themed shirt, I think, for our conversation today, and that man's gonna be brought up and mentioned a couple times. Yeah. Um, but no, it's really cool to have you on. Chris is, I, I kind of usually lead the questions. I'm obviously going to be here. I want to be here for this conversation. Yep. I was I was at a concert last night on a Tuesday. And <laughs> on it was Tuesday. a Charlie, uh, what's wrong with you? It was a pretty big band. I, I don't know if you've heard of Weezer. Weezer, but, right? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. And um, at Aragon, and it was like a pretty intimate venue. Oh, nice. And, um, but I, my brain is working at like, 25% capacity right now. So if I'm just like zoning out, uh, please forgive me. But no, we're, we're super excited to have you. Uh, and welcome to the buffet line. Yeah, but Chris, I think Chris is going to lead the questioning here so I don't babble on too much like I'm doing right now. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited for this one. Definitely. Awesome. Uh, all right. So, you know, welcome aboard. Um, let me just kind of break down the the wrestling buffet line and, and the segments that we're going to cover. Um, so we can get things rolling here, um, you know, and for those who are not familiar with us, uh, this is what we do when we bring a guest over. And most of the time we'll take them through the wrestling buffet line that consists of a salad bar. Right. So if you were going to a buffet, you go to the salad bar first, you know, get your fresh takes, get a little um, accustomed to 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 what's going to come next. So that will be the the main course. What do you put on that main plate, the hot plate, mm-hmm. which in, in our case, we're we're asking you know, more questions to get to know, in this case, Golden Dragon and maybe some stuff about um, his recent appearances uh, in, in really big stages, which which I'm super excited about. Yeah. And yeah. then we'll uh, cap off with the dessert. Right. Um, 
some guilty pleasures, some, some things outside of wrestling, and then we'll finish off with word association, which uh, basically will be a list of 10, 10 words, 10 things that I'll throw at, at golden dragon. And then um, your, um, your response should be a one word answer. Okay. Right. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Don't worry we'll about that. Part, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so, so how should I address you? Golden dragon, full name, golden dragon, whatever. I mean, golden for sure. For short. I mean, everybody calls me golden all the time. Cause it's like really easy to, like, to say like, you know, but usually like at the galley locker room, there's two golden, it's like golden star and golden dragon. Mm-hmm. So sometimes whenever somebody like usually calls out golden, like we both turn around and usually ends up being him, not me. I'm usually being the one in the, sitting in the corner just waiting you know <laughs> <laughs> being too modest there so yeah. you know usually we'll cook we cu- we'll kick off with a different question but right now i want to ask how did that name come to be about golden dragon uh it's like i remember like the very first time that i wanted to be a wrestler it was like the age of like 12 maybe 11 and that was like before I started training and stuff. And at, at that time, I was like a big fan of like the Japanese culture and like mm-hmm. watching all these martial arts movies and stuff. And then um, slowly but surely, I started to stumble upon like the Lucha Libre and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? It's like, what if you just mix golden with dragon? I mean, gold gold isn't not really my favorite color. Like my favorite color is red, but like something about gold captured like like uh, my idea of like maybe being like the top or like the best, you know, like gold, you know, but like it just came together like that. And I was like, all right, I might as well just stick with it and see what happens. The, the mask design feels very Ultimo dragon to me. Yeah. With the flaps and the, and maybe the kind of the the top of it. Is that, was that inspired by that? I mean, it was inspired with that. And then initially the design wasn't made like, wasn't made for me uh skydy gave it to me like the whole design and everything like the whole okay. suit oh wow he's like here this is for you it's like i feel like it fits you and your you know name hopefully you do something with it and then you know go with it and then i did notice like it had the ultimo dragon resemblance and i was like you know what it's like during when i was watching like wwe and all that stuff i was a big fan of ultimo dragon as well so i was like you know what might as well stick with it but just change change a couple of things so it doesn't look just like ultimo dragon because i don't want to be like the ripoff and stuff sure you know i i think you need a pic have you ever seen the picture with ultimo dragon and he's holding like like six belts on each arm yeah yeah <laughs> it's an amazing photo i think you need to try to recreate that not in the sense of like Yes, uh, you know, it just yeah. kind of play on that, but no, I never once saw you were not a not no, no, in any no. sense. No, not at all. You know. Yeah. But yeah, that's so, how it came mm-hmm. about. Cool. Cool. So I guess so then the the actual question that we kick things off with is what part of wrestling do you like or what do you like about wrestling? Right? And and also if you can throw in there some um you know the the lucha background, right? Like, do you consider yeah. lucha being, you know, within wrestling? Is lucha its own thing? I mean, I feel like now at this point in wrestling, I feel like lucha should be part of the whole term of wrestling because it it's a, just a different style of wrestling, like just as is strong style and just as like a, a you know Greco Roman style or like right. you know like uh 
So I feel like Lucha for me means, I mean, for me, what captured it was like the, the elegance, the high flying, mm-hmm. uh, how the, the heels were so interacting with the crowd, but in, uh, in their own way and not in not like a baby face way. So I was like, wow, this is like really cool. But at the same time, it was like, I could be, I was watching all these high flyers. So I wanted to be them, but I didn't know how to be them at the end of the day. But my dad was like the very first person to show me wrestling. Cool. Like the Libre. So yeah. he took me like at the galley shows and stuff. And we we're always front row. And then from there, it was like, okay, I think this dream might be possible. But like, I didn't know how to start with the dream. So you were going to shows, uh, you were going to galley shows before you started wrestling there? Yeah, I, I was I was a, a fan at like 11, 12. That was at the same age when I was watching wrestling and stuff. Cool. And my dad was the very first person to take me because he was like a super fan. And every, every fan in that building knew who my dad was because he was always the one yelling. <laughs> he was always saying something. He had yeah. like... He had different like wrestling masks, like Dr. Wagner, Octagon. Every show he had a different mask. And I was like, man, his collection's growing. Everybody knows him. And then all of a sudden, like one of these shows, these random shows, he just slides in and then takes like a like a fireman's carry bump. And I'm like, where did where's this coming from? <laughs> you know? That's awesome. I was like, what is happening? And so secretly he was training to be like a wrestler and he didn't, he didn't tell us or my, I'm, I'm guessing my mom knew, but I didn't know anything about him training and stuff. So the that's next so cool. show, that's when he debuted. And from there on, I was like, damn, he's, I literally thought he was a superhero because he was doing all this stuff that I saw on TV with all these cool luchadors. I was like, man, it's like, like I wanted to be him because everybody was applauding him, cheering him. And he was like all soaking it in. Because he's he's just like that. He's charismatic, just yeah. like like without the mask or with the mask. He's just like that in real person. So I was like, well, people really love him, and I want to feel that same you know energy from the people. Yeah, that's a that's a um, uh, imagine that immersion, right? I mean, how can you yeah. not buy it if you don't know your dad's training, and then he gets in there and starts fighting? Yeah, like, like oh, this is definitely like this is one hundred percent real. Exactly. <laughs> I was ready to jump in, but I couldn't. You know, twelve year old me, scrawny, I couldn't. You know, with those yeah. big old giants, I couldn't do it. I I, I appreciate too. Is this is the part of the episode where I admit that I stalked the person's Instagram because mm-hmm. I do that every episode. So I stalked your Instagram, <laughs> but I appreciate the or I appreciate the dedication to the mask and no one seeing your face too because I feel yeah. like you're wearing that now, right? You can watch this on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, but then even in Instagram photos you've taken, you put like a little smiley emoji over that. Yeah. So I just I just want to point that out that like in scrolling in your Instagram, I, that's something I noticed and I thought that was that was really cool. So the mask obviously so important in, in this in this style it, of wrestling. It's always important. It was instilled from like the very first day that I started training. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Disco was always the one that was saying, like, you gotta follow these rules because that's how he was trained. So I was not really forced, but I was disciplined to follow those rules. And one of those rules was to like, whenever you're before showing up to a show, always have your mask on or always, or always have your face covered in some type of way or, or always put your mask on, be professional. Yeah. And then when you're taking photos, at least have, you know, exactly the same thing, have your mask on or cover your face. So nobody knows like who you are because it's sacred. It's like, you know, it's like you got to play the part, you know? 
Yeah. Do you a random question just popped in my head? Do you would you ever do like a, a mask versus mask or like a mask ripping or angle or anything like that? Like, do you like those type of angles or do you, would you not do them or does it have to be the right scenario? I mean, if it, if like if the matches was right, yeah. my like I was I'm always open for like any type of match, no matter what. If they think if you know a different wrestler comes up to me and says like, "Hey, I want to do a mask versus mask." Yeah. Of course, I mean, you have to have like a reason for it. Yeah. And at the same time, you have to be, you know, um, well trained for it, you know, because it's it's definitely a a like a big money, not really big money match, but it's like really important because you're taking somebody's mask, you know, their yeah. identity, their, you know, character. So it right. has to be like, you know, really important and like it has to be at the right time at the right place. But I'm always open for like those kind of matches because you never know what happens. Right. No, I think it's got to have meaning for sure. I yeah. I remember I remember we got to like an A. This is we did like a sh- an interview with people before an AAW show once, mm-hmm. and I remember there was a person who I didn't recognize training in a ring with someone else, and then later that someone else wrestled Ray Phoenix. And in my head, I was like, oh shit, I walked by Ray Phoenix without his mask on (laughs) wrestling this guy before the show. And I was like pissed about it. I was like, fuck, I don't want to see that. Like, I don't want to know what Ray Phoenix looks like under there unless, unless it means something, you know, like, and my brain broke for a second. So I just wanted to ask that question, but yeah, back to the agenda. Yeah. So, you know, you know, to wrap up the salad bar, and, and and this great introduction to to your character and the mask, can you, you reference your dad? Can you talk about the, you know, your 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 family? Like you guys are a, a lucha family. Yeah, I mean, it all started with him. He was like the the first person to initiate this kind of a dream of uh, wrestling. And then um, again, I repeat, like uh, when I saw him debut and stuff, I really thought it was really cool. And the next day, I came up to him. And I told him, hey, dad, I want to be a wrestler. I want to start training. I want to, you know, I want to do this. And I kind of like forced my brother, um, Tridor, to come and train with me. And he was like, what? He's older, right? Yeah. He, no, he's uh, he's younger. I'm the oldest. He's young. You're, oh, okay. Yeah, by one year. Everybody thinks I'm like the youngest because maybe like I look young. But like uh, without the mask, everybody thinks, oh, you're like 24, 25. I'm like, no, I'm 26. I'm almost 27. <laughs> like. I'm, That'll be a good thing once you start getting into the thirties, if you can yeah. look young. So <laughs> I'm starting to feel that way. But, you know. um, and then, so I told him like I want to do this, and he he initially told me like if you want to do this, it's gonna be really hard. It's gonna be you have to stick with this. Like you can't quit. You know you can't be a quitter. And I was I was sitting there thinking I was like I'm let's do it. Let's let's just do it. And then. And then I remember like showing up and it was like a weird place, like out of like out of the middle of nowhere. And it was like really weird, abandoned. And then I walked through this door. There's like a like a freaking mess like tore down bathroom that actually works, but it's all messed up. And then you walk into the room and it's just a big old almost looked like a factory, but like in the in the middle of the room was just a like a ring with lights. I was like, what the I'm like what is this? And then uh, that's when I met, like, Discovery, my my uh, very first teacher. The You could say my lucha dad, in a sense, because he, mm-hmm. uh-huh. that man, taught me, like, everything from, from how to roll to how to sell, how to be a character to how to 
flip even though i don't know how to flip he always pushed me to do flips and stuff even though i didn't like doing flips <laughs> and then uh it's slowly becoming my brother and then my little brother started to train at the age of five so he was like tagging along just to do like just to get like his workout in and just to lose the energy because he was five you know he's running around doing stuff right so might as well put the energy to use and slowly but surely he started to tag along as well and then next thing you know everybody in there like doubted us because we're like it's like why is this dude bringing his kids to rest to train and stuff for this like hard it mm-hmm. was it was pretty hard because disco was a very like hard-headed person but he really showed you love at the end of the day when he wanted to and so like those trainings on bumping on floors and taking you know bumps on cement floors and stuff it really was making me uh, a person hard in the outside so i could you know be as good as i can in the in the ring and from there on it was just push 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 from disco because he wanted me to be like prepared to um, when my debut match was up he wanted me to be like 100 percent. like i'm sure you have this i don't want you to you know mess up i don't want you to get injured like i, I want you to i want to feel that you're prepared and it took three years to debut because not everybody takes a long time to debut and for me and my brother it took three years just to right. training and stuff to just to get our debut match just you know, it wasn't even an exhibition match. It was a debut match because Disco was like the p- kind of person, like, again, like I said, like, you have to be prepared. You, I don't want you to, like, embarrass yourself or embarrass my, myself or embarrass the, you know, the culture of Lucha Libre because at the end of the day, it deserves respect. And that's what he always was on, respect and discipline. Yeah. And I guess that's what made me the, the wrestler I am today because without him, it, it was like the foundation of Disco. Right. Uh, you casually mentioned bumping on concrete. I don't know if people yeah. like caught that. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Uh, do you have any more? Co- do you have any comments on bumping on concrete? I'm, I'm interested I mean, just by that phrase. It's because it's disco training. Every if, I think Chico might have mentioned it. He always mentioned it. It's like, um, yeah, it like, sounds sort mm-hmm. of familiar, but still yeah. it shocked me still. Yeah. And so when, before we start like to know how to bumps and stuff in the ring, like he taught us obviously how to bump in a ring. But he wanted to take it a step, like a step down, and just like, okay, let's bump on the cement floor so you can know how to protect yourself. In just a worst case scenario, you don't want to hurt your neck, your head, and stuff. So from there, it was just building toughness out of us, I guess. And then, and he kept saying, like rolling on the floors, you will notice a difference in the ring because you're gonna start protecting your body, and then you you will have start more um, body control. That's what he said, but I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> but um, I just went with it, and I just kept going through it. It definitely sucked, but luckily, it was we definitely endured like those types of trainings, and then slowly but surely, it started to get easier for us, you know, over the years. Yeah, I guess if you, yeah, I guess if you're bumping on something you don't want to, like you're supposed to like tuck your chin, right? To yeah, your head, tuck your chin. So right. you're not gonna want to hit your head on concrete. Nope. So I guess it forces you, for, it forces form on you. Yeah, practically just forces you just to protect yourself. And I was like, okay. And, it, and we definitely noticed because it was like, it was definitely easier to roll in the ring because we like definitely trying to control our old body. So I was like, maybe he is right. He's like, you know, Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> that's what, that's, that's the nickname my dad gave him, Mr. Miyagi, because literally it was like 
these all these stuff and it doesn't make sense but it always does make sense and he always imitates like the karate stuff and i was like i'm like okay mr miyagi fits him because you know his unusual teachings always yeah definitely got it so so to to recap right so your dad is atomico senior atomico senior um he started before me uh he same same thing he trained with disco and everybody and uh man i love that guy he's he's like you know he's my dad and stuff but like Mm -hmm. when it comes to wrestling um like he always said like don't take family into wrestling it's always be professional and be a wrestler and that's where sometimes my mom doesn't get it because if one day I go against my dad and I like, you know, give him a couple <laughs> chops, a, go- a couple good ones, you know, just a, you know, a couple paybacks for the time. <laughs> you didn't give me my, you know, you didn't give me my paleta payaso and stuff. <laughs> there you go. But uh, yeah, my dad yeah. Atomico is the is the man, definitely the man. Nice. Um, I, I mean, I can tell you. Um, I've definitely like when when I've gone to to Gali shows and brought new people over. Um, definitely, uh, you know, Atomico Senior stands out. You know, like from time to time, it's like remember that guy that comes in dancing. What's his name? Yeah, yeah. like yep, you remember Atomico Senior for sure. Um, and, and then you, huh? As soon as his music starts, everybody knows. Everybody knows it's him. Everybody That's knows. Such it's a great good. song. Yeah, such a great song. Um, then you have Traidor, who's your brother. Yeah. My brother that follows me, that's 25. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then Atomico Jr., mm-hmm. who's been rolling around since five years old. <laughs> yeah. Since five years old. Nice. And uh, is, is that it? And my sister as well. But she Your only, sister, right? I was yeah, sure. Uh-huh. She, La but she only wrestled for like a year, and then she hurt her back and decided, like, you know what? I don't want to hurt, keep hurting myself if it's going to be like this. So she sure. was like... You know, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Yeah, you know, for she's, sure. she's not the crazy one in the family. I guess. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> All right, so you know, we'll, we'll close off the salad bar right there. And in order for for us to do so, I have to ask you: once mm-hmm. the mask is off and you're enjoying your salad, what is the fa- what is your favorite part of a salad? Man, mm. croutons, maybe. Yes. Know. Oh, Chalk up another one, baby. <laughs> Chalk up another one. We're leading. Crouton people gives, are leading leading these episodes. It gives texture to the salad, you know? It gives flavor sometimes. Spoken like a spoken like a true connoisseur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll leave it at that. Um, but ranch, I'm with Stephen Wolf. Um <laughs> all right. So on to the main course. Yeah. Right? You you talked about um you know, getting getting in the ring and and you know training and training with disco. Can can you talk about your your you know your Gali journey a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And and have you gone outside of of Gali here locally in Chicago before we expand to outside of of the lucha circle here in Chicago? Do you mean like training wise or wrestling wise? No, no, no. Well, both. I mean, I, I don't I don't know. Like, have you trained any, anywhere else in other uh, mean- areas in Chicago? So I've been training for like a really long time. Like it's mm-hmm. always like, and it's always Tuesdays and Thursdays for three hours. And I'm always there depending if there's nobody there or if it's just me and my brother, we're always there just practicing and training wise. I definitely trained here. And then when sky, when discovery left, sky came in and he came like another 
a prophet for me or a professor or a teacher mm-hmm. or mentor. So he definitely took me under his wing as long as everybody else for a couple of years. And I got to train under him. And uh, one day he meant, he casually mentioned to my dad, he's like, why don't you send your, your son to Mexico to train with me for like a week or two? And, you know, I could take him around, you know, maybe get him on some shows just to, so he started getting a hang of it, maybe to get a taste of what, like, what it should be as a wrestler. And my dad was like, okay, I'll talk to him. And he came up to me and told me, and I was like, for sure, I'm so down because I've never been to Mexico. And it's like, it's obviously if I'm going down there to train and improve myself, I might as well go down there, and especially with Skyrie because everybody down there is like, you don't even know it, but like Skyrie is like a really well-known name. When mm-hmm. I go down there, it's every wrestler is like, oh, Skyrie, Skyrie, how are you doing? It's like everybody shows him respect. So I was like, wow, I got to see that firsthand. And then training with him was definitely like an eye opener because I was like, this is how wrestler uh, luchadors train every day is like, they show up to the gym, they lift weights for like an hour or so, you know, get a good pump. And then, and then another hour of training following that, just, just Lucha Libre. So you, you're, you know, weights and then Lucha Libre. And then to finish it off is just cardio. So I was like, wow, this is, this is definitely like a lot, but like it definitely sparked more motivation under me. So I was like, I really want this. So yeah. from there it went from like, Training under the Discovery to Skyday, and then when Skyday left, that's when uh, you know, obviously, doing the local started to just show up, and we started to, or he started to lead the trainings and stuff. And slowly but surely, he he like invited me over to training. It's like, hey, man, do you like want to come to training and stuff? Like, because he told me after the fact that he saw something that he didn't see in, in a lot of people, and he saw that I had the dedication and the the push and the you know, to want this and the drive to do this, to make it something. Yeah. So he took me under his wing for a couple of years and, and I'm still under his wing till this day. And thankfully, like all those three people that taught me how to, to be a wrestler definitely shows today, I guess, because it's, it's crazy how I went from training different people and then under like Disco, Skyday, and Charlie, and then slowly seeing those types of trainings in matches where mm-hmm. I slowly started to grow to grow as a, a wrestler in Galley because a lot of people didn't. I was just like a regular old luchador. And then slowly but surely, you could start telling the quality of wrestling that I started to give out with nice. like every match. And then um, it's because it was instilled from Discovery, Skyday, and Gringo. They all had the same mentality, but different ideas where, like, you have to be good at something and make it good. You know, get the fans what they want. You know, mm-hmm. make sure you, they leave home happy. Make sure you're safe. Make sure you put on a good match. And it's always like that from, you know, day one. So I'm grateful for, like, their teachings because it, without them, it wouldn't have made me who I am today as a wrestler. And I'm just super thankful for them. Yeah, it seems like it's the training sounds intense. Yeah. Um, is there ever is there ever a point where you're where yeah? How did you like persevere through all that? It's just it's just a drive a drive you have or like, it's just it was just a drive. I was like it definitely sucked because you know obviously if I'm cart doing cardio for like thirty minutes in an hour, I'm definitely suffering there. And I was like, why am I doing this? Is it really worth it? But like when I finished, it, I felt great because like wow, I actually pushed through this. I actually endured this and. Yeah, you know, I feel great. It, like even though I feel sore the next day, but I definitely felt accomplished. Like I did something uh, yeah. good that day. 
So it was definitely like a drive and it was definitely goals that I had in mind where I just wanted to keep pushing towards and see what happens, you know, keep pushing, keep pushing. You never know what happens. Yeah. No, those are natural thoughts. I mean, anytime yeah. someone does something strenuous, your brain tries to talk you out of it, right? Because it sucks. Like that's yeah. natural. Like sitting here working today, hungover. That's what I yeah. did. And my brain was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, I have to do this. I don't want to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're obviously doing it more into uh, different different level of intensity but that's i think that's natural thoughts that yeah I have. yeah basically and then wrestling now after like a couple of years um i wasn't traveling outside of galley it was usually just galley on sunday every sunday every sunday mm-hmm. and then slowly but surely um once i started expanding my you know trying to reach new places that's when like everything started to like kick off where i started to um wrestle in indiana ohio and uh, i remember my first like very like um not really big show but it you could say it was a big show for um i tagged along with charlie he was the first person he told me he's like hey man it's like there's an opportunity that came up for aiw it's like it's in ohio and cleveland like we're gonna drive there it's gonna be me you shima and a carload and bandolero i was like i mean sure it's like it's uh, being djc right yeah djz yep and uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I mean, if you're giving me the opportunity, I might as well go down there and see what happens. Because if Charlie's giving me an opportunity, I might as well take, you know, take it on. Right. And um, I remember driving down there and it was like, I was like, I'm really doing this. Like I was looking around and Shima was in front. Like I, like me and Shima are like good friends. Like we've trained for so many, so many years on the Discovery. Like even outside of Galley when Disco wasn't uh, training in Galley. It's like I always always had a chance to go train over where he wherever he was at, and Shima was always there. Like you could see him, and we're always like, you know. So I kind of knew Shima, but not that much. Where I was like really surprised, like wow, I'm actually driving to Ohio, Cleveland to wrestle. And then when we show up there, it was a bar, and I remember the match. It was me and uh, me and Charlie against Bandolero and Laredo Kid. That was the first time I first faced like a. a you know a top guy a top name or something yeah so i was like wow it's like i'm really gonna first uh, like verse laredo kid on my very first match in cleveland ohio in a bar and so i was like wow and then uh, i remember that show because laredo kid like suicide dived me so hard into the rail (laughs) like the rail hit to the side of my ear i really i really thought i was going deaf and um at the end of the match, I was like suffering because I was like, "Oh, my ear hurts." And he came up and was like, "Oh, how are you doing, man?" I was like, "Great, I'm doing fine." Because <laughs> I didn't want to show him like I was hurt and stuff. But it was like uh, definitely my very first uh, match where I thought where something could come from this. You know, it gave me uh, more hope to see like that crowd reaction where people actually stood up and I was like cheering. I was like, "Whoa, this is different," you know, because. I'm guessing lucha crowds is very different to like American crowds, very different. Right. And um, it's like the lucha crowds just sit there and then wait to see if you do something cool, and then if you mess up, they tell you on it. Don't mess up, you know. So that's why I, pre- I appreciate both crowds, but I do like the American crowds because it's more loud, more rowdy and stuff. And I remember just driving home with Charlie and stuff, and like very felt very accomplished. And from there, it just started to take off little by little. You know, with like little shows here, like, uh, and then like my very first time traveling outside of the United States with Charlie as well. 
and it was in Canada in Toronto for Super Kicked, and it was like another opportunity where he's like, "Hey man, there's like another opportunity that came up. I was like, are you willing to go down there?" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Of course I'm willing to go down there." He's like, "If it's another opportunity that you're giving me again, I was like, of course." Yeah. So I go down there, and it was just uh, the match was originally supposed to be me uh, and Charlie against uh, Jake Landers and Bandolero. And Bandolero decided to like bail out last second or last minute because I mean that's what Bandolero always does, you know. <laughs> we we already knew that, like we expected this to happen, so we were prepared. And it turned into three ways. So I was like, "Wow, we're, we're like gonna do this three way like us." I'm not even a flip the guy. He's like, "I've been trained to be a base and stuff." And Charlie's like, "Now nah, you right. guys, like you have a, a, like a bunch of cool stuff under your sleeves. Like, why don't you just do it today?" And I'm like, "All right, let's mess around and do see what happens." And it was like it turned out to be a really good match where everybody was just like on their feet, they were like super loud, and that was like the first time. Also, where it's like I just reached another goal of mine where I just traveled outside of the United States to wrestle for a different crowd that I never thought that I was able to reach or to able to, you know, to keep them up their feet all the time. So yeah, definitely exciting with all these small shows and these bigger shows with Charlie. Um, Charlie definitely helped a lot in this, like um, pushing me and getting me out there and stuff. So thankful for him because, um, and so with, with opportunities, with opportunities coming up, and 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 in you know you you know traveling and going to different places, as a luchador, like and and you know I see this, and, and, and to a degree I feel bad for for like the the American wrestler, right? Mm-hmm. Because as a luchador, you bring that culture with you, just for the sake of of having a mask and your in your lucha style. But then you have this banger of a match, and then. The dollars start flying in, right? The, yeah. If you're in Mexico, it's the pesos that fly in, or whatever yeah. it is, like, and you get that like crowd ovation. Like the, the American wrestler gets a, a standing ovation, and that's yeah. that. Yeah. But to the to the point that you know, with the luchador, like you get up after your seat and you reach for that dollar, that five dollars, whatever bill you have, and gets thrown in the ring. Yeah. When was that first experience for you, and how did that feel? Uh, wow. Um so hard to remember it i'm not saying this because i had so many but like there were so many good matches that i felt that deserved uh, that i felt that deserved money but obviously we weren't as good as we thought the very first one that that i remember the first time was me and charlie against caristico and billy and there might have been one before but like that one was the one that marked like the the like the for sure like wow this is happening yeah, that like, stands out mm-hmm. that that wants to stand out because i remember like the very beginning of the match we're in there you know me and charlie go in do our regular entrance and stuff and you know we're waiting we're warming up and they announce billy and we're like oh whatever is billy and stuff and then mm-hmm. uh and as soon as they call caristico that's when like the me and charlie had a moment where, like He's like, yo, he's actually coming out, bro. And we're actually going to have a match against Caristico. It's like, right. Mystico, like, the Mystico. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, bus- yeah, like, I'm there in business mode, like, ready to, like, knock this out of the park. And he tells me that. I didn't, like, receive it as, like, the way I should have in the beginning. But at the end, when I realized what he told me, I was like, damn, we, he actually, like, we were in the ring with Caristico, like, the, the Mystico. And then when the money started flying in, it was like, Definitely a great feeling because at first I didn't know how that felt, but when it started rain like raining money, I was like, "What the?" I was like, "Is that happening? Like for real?" 
it's like it's really happening so i was like wow it's actually like i felt great i felt like i accomplished something mm-hmm. i felt like i proved mystico i proved the fans that i could at least keep up with you know the guys from mexico you know cmlo consejo and like the top guys so that was like the very first one that stood out to me if i rem- there's probably more before but that's the one that st- stood out yeah it's got to be confidence building yeah it, it is because as soon as you start feeling that money stuff you just want to see if you can keep going towards that and some not all matches gonna have money matches like right. not always but those those really good ones you'll you'll ha- you'll know when it's like a really good one you will have that feeling like okay this might this might happen today nice. but we're not, we're never always focused on having like oh we want money we want money throwing sure 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 right it's, it's just kind of like a side effect of what you produced in the ring yeah, that night yeah it's always having the mentality of having a great match and seeing what what we could like knock out of the park this time it's like what can we top our last match from you know the match before so it's always that it's always to to top each, each match <laughs> that is the witch's style i feel yeah. like it's how can we take it one little notch higher yeah like ray phoenix is, is always does that Oh, man. <laughs> he always seems like I'll do himself. You, you guys trained, that. had a, a a long training session with him, right? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I think it was three hours training session. It was me, Charlie, and Ray Phoenix. And it was exactly the same um, day we came back from Toronto where we were, like, coming back and he had a phone call. We arrived from the airport. He was on the phone. I didn't know who it was. And we're waiting. And I'm like, hey, Charlie, can you just drop me off my house? I live, like, five minutes away. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he's talking on the phone, and he's like, "What?" He's like, "You're here." He's like, "Your flight's canceled." And I'm like, "What could it be?" And he's like, "Hey, man." It's like Phoenix said he wants to train. You down to train? I'm like, "Is that even a question?" Like, <laughs> come on. It's like I'm here. I have no work. Let's just go train. So, on the way there, I call my dad and I tell him, "Like, hey, bro." It's like, "Don't call me." Like, I'm gonna be training. It's like, okay. It's like, why? He's like, "Who are you training with?" It's like, he's like Ray Phoenix. He's like, what? He's like, you're training with Ray Phoenix. I'm yeah, I'm gonna train with Ray Phoenix, and then. Like we trained, it was like the most. Charlie says the same thing all the time. It was the best training that we ever had. There were so many things that he that just was mind blowing. Even like he didn't even pull out none of the stuff yet. Like all this stuff is still like kept secret. Like it was just happy to see that we're training with one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. To see like the ideas that he came up and how he came up and how he helped us improve in our work as well. Cause he wasn't like, Oh no, I'm going to keep all this stuff to myself. He, sh- he like shared the knowledge. He, he, you know, took his time to train. But obviously at that point it was just like, let's see what we could, what ideas we could pull off today. And, uh, you know, just, you know, mess around and see what happens. Yeah. That's really cool. I want to point out too, that anytime you say Charlie, you're referring to Gringo Loco. Just yeah. for people aren't familiar <laughs> with his first name, not me. My name is also Charlie. I'm uh, jumping around in the ring with Ray Phoenix. But yeah. That, that, I just want to point that out in case anyone yeah. is confused at this point. Right? Yeah. Like these are all awesome stories, but I just want to. Yeah. That. Just, just a little more on, on Gringo. Like he just had that GCW show in Texas, right? Yeah. So that's where, where I was kind of trying to kind of connect that. That's the last time I remember. Mini uh, money being thrown at the ring was when you had your match. Yeah, um, that was, you know, yeah. Octagon Junior. Uh, who else was there? Drago Kid, um, Arrow Boy, Shane Mercer, and Chris Carter. Right. It, it, the, yeah. the fact that Shane Mercer was thrown into that lucha mix it, was amazing. It was, it was just great. I was like, man, this big old dude is gonna start throwing people around. Yeah, I ain't the god. I wasn't one of them. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I just imagine him launching people in that match, just like throwing them. Yeah, That's so great. like that match was like now that you said it, like to try to connect the dots, it was definitely like the the long road, hard road to get there mm-hmm. was well worth it. It was definitely worth it. At the moment I didn't uh again, I was I still had the adrenaline after the match. I was still like trying to I was still in character and I'm yeah. still selling and I was still hurt. So I'm in the, so as soon as they started throwing, I was like, Oh, that's cool. But when I, when I sat in the back, I was thinking I was sitting there, you know, taking off. No, I didn't take off my stuff. Cause you know, there was another thing where I was supposed to do, but it didn't, unfortunately didn't happen because there were so many wrestlers in the clusterfuck. So I was, <laughs> so Charlie comes up to me after the match. He's like, Hey man, don't change. You might be in the clusterfuck. You know, they might, <laughs> they might need you. I'm like, all right. So I sit there and I'm like reminiscing. I'm like taking in everything that just happened because I was like, man, we just had a good match. We had a uh, money thrown on Charlie's first ever Lucha show. And we we're the first ever match to have money thrown in his show. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, this is like crazy how far we came. Mm-hmm. Because I, Again, I never expected to be where I'm at today at all. Like if you told me that, 12 years old, it's like, hey, you're going to accomplish all these things. You're going to face all these wrestlers, all these big names. You know, you're going to, you know, you're going to get there one day. You're going to, hopefully, you're going to accomplish everything that you were trying to, to get accomplished. I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah. I, I, at, at that moment, I still didn't believe it because it was so surreal. And it's still surreal when I'm still talking about it today because I was like, wow. It's like, for the fact for him to have his first ever Lucha show and have me in a match was definitely one of those, like, Wow, like definitely well worth it. Definitely well worth it. Yeah. To to put it in a, I think to maybe for a frame of reference, you have a poster behind you. Once again, if you're watching on YouTube, and it's Lucha Underground. We yeah. talked. Uh, Chris and I have watched that show in the past. Talked a lot about it. That show was on. Yeah, that show was on Netflix. There you go. Yeah. You guys who were on that show on Netflix, you've wrestled in the ring plenty yeah. of them. So that's almost like if I was trying to be an actor. <laughs> I, I had a scene, oh, a 10, 5, 10 minute scene with someone who also was an actor on Netflix or yeah. something like that. So yeah. it's just like that kind of puts it, I think, into perspective. Like you've gone toe to toe with people that have reached a very high peak. Yeah. And when, when a lot with fans bring up like all these big names, to me, it's like when they tell me, it was like, oh, I never knew like it was that cool because for me, it was just another goal of mine just to see what I, I just to prove myself because every day, sure. every match is like, I got to prove myself to be better. Like I have to be better because I want to you know make something out of this. And then when they do tell me all this stuff, I look back and I was like, yeah, I definitely faced a lot of big names where all of them say good things about me. And it's always, it always rebounds to Sky Day and, uh, the last time that Scotty came up to me and told me, he's like, hey, man, it's like, I just want to tell you I'm proud of you, man. It's like Laredo Kid, Ares, Aramis, um, everybody, like all the Lucha names that from Mexico have told me, he's like, hey, he's doing good. It's like, he's doing good. He's on his way. He's on his way. So yeah. they told me, it's like, they're telling me good things about you. It's like, just keep it up. So that's awesome. It, yeah, it, it's like stopping and smelling the roses first. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, I don't like to brag about all these big much like like these big matches and stuff because mm-hmm. it's just match i mean for me it's matches for everybody else it's like oh wow he just went toe-to-toe with like bandito but like for me it was like i just proved myself against the best in the world and i want you guys to you know at least 
pay attention to see what what's going to happen next. Sure. Know? Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, pre pre pandemic. So every year we do a end of the end of the year recap, just talking about shows we attended people, you know, matches that, you know, um, our highlights to us throughout the year or whatnot. And we're just, you know, a local podcast here, but um, you know, in one of our, our predictions, like pre COVID, my prediction was that you were going to be the breakout. Cause you were in that trajectory. Yeah. I was like golden dragon is going to be the breakout of sure. whatever year that was. Um, but that pandemic hit and that kind of put things on hold, but I, I see you kind of like picking that up and, and, and now the momentum's going right. Yeah. So so again, another testament to the hard work pays off thing, right? You've mm-hmm. been you've been at it, you haven't given up, like you're you're fighting through it. And yeah, to, to you is like I'm here, I'm gonna do my job, I'm gonna be a professional and have this great match. For us as fans, is like he just proved the, that he can go toe-to-toe with you know ex legend or ex wrestler or the hot wrestler on the scene right now, etc. Yeah. So you know, we just as fans appreciate that effort, right? Because it shows. Yeah. yeah, and it's again, it goes back to like you guys definitely deserve as fans to deserve everything like the best out of a wrestler, and it it's always should be like that. It's like you always give the best to the fans because they deserve it. They always deserve it because they pay to see to see you guys. It's like they pay to watch you guys. So at least you know, give them something to take home to be like, wow, they did something. So yeah, definitely like cool. it's great to feel that. Yeah, and on that note. Um, what is what is next? What's what's one one thing that you're working yeah. to? Are we gonna add some gold? You got gold on your face, gold on your costume, yeah. your suit. Are we gonna add some gold around that waist? Or uh, so currently, right now, I'm holding two title belts. I don't go. have them with me, but like uh, I have the discovery belt um, for Galley, and then okay. me and my brother Atomico Junior just won the IWRG. Uh, tag titles for Arena Nacalpan in Mexico City, so that's like oh, a, cool. definitely a big deal for us because those are like uh, you know the titles I've been in for like you know let, maybe like fifteen years or so, but it still had names being held along with the with the title. So it's definitely a, uh, another testament of our our hard work that pays off, and now we get to prove as, as alongside with my brother to prove ourselves as a tag team. And uh, to give, you know, everything we can for those belts and put them, you know, in a higher place if we can. Yeah. Um, Gold is that's basically all the belts that I have other than that. uh, um, But other places I might be debuting in Canada around June. Don't know where yet, but uh, keep on a lookout for that. And then I might be back in Mexico again. Uh, sometime after June, so again, keep out of look at that. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, you'll see me at some galley shows. Hopefully, you might see me at some random GCW shows. Who knows? Uh, hopefully, at Warrior shows. Still, still unknown yet, but definitely trying to push through and get you know again get my name out there and see where we uh, what happens. Yeah. And um, might see me in New York as well again. So. You, you know, I think you will conquer North America if you can hit Canada. Then yeah, like all, all <laughs> that's like countries. Canada is like uh, my favorite place. It's like third time we've grown there, and then hopefully, oh, okay. yeah. So hopefully, it's a good one, a good match, a good banger match. So Definitely. you never know. But uh, other than that, uh, um, that's all about that I know about shows. Usually, whatever comes through, I post them and let everybody know. 
like, hey, I'll be at this show at this time and stuff. So definitely, definitely still, you know, dates are still open. You just never know where I show up. <laughs> All right. So to close off the, the the hot plate, like what is on on, on your on your main course? What what would you put on that uh, main plate? The goal of mine is that what you're trying to say? No, no, no. Uh, just an, an actual. We're back goal. to actual food oh, actual questions. Plate. Yeah, this is actual food question. Okay, okay, okay. This might be hard. Ooh, ooh. Man, it's just because I'm a foodie. Like I might, you can't tell, but I eat a lot sometimes, and I like to eat food, like really good food. If it's really bad food, I usually say so somebody like hey that's not it but i'm a big pizza guy okay Definitely. what kind though you got i mean there are many different times of p- kinds of pizza Oof. Oof. i can mess around with some deep dish pizza from giordano's okay definitely mess with that okay um sausage pineapple on pizza uh i don't know no. i like i tried it before it's like i get why people like it but it's like it's fruit on pizza I don't know. I might have to try it again to maybe get the taste for it. It's just like beer. Like beer tastes nasty at the very beginning, but you get, you get <laughs> it's, it's an acquired taste. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So uh, I mean definitely pizza. I'm a big pizza guy. So cool. all right. All right. So it's time for dessert. What other interests do you have outside of wrestling? Um, before wrestling, I used to play a lot of soccer. I mean, now with like, you know, like personal life and stuff, it's just work and wrestling usually. Um, I use, I mean, I still watch rest, uh, um, soccer, but here and there, maybe sometimes some USC, but not always. It's not it's like whenever it's on, it's on. I just stumble across, but like, I definitely like venture. I might not look as, as like a person that likes to watch ghost stuff, but I like to watch ghost stuff. Like, you know, Ooh, the supernatural. Yeah, the supernatural is because it's always it always captures me in some way. You know, always nice. Catches. So I mean, outside of wrestling is usually just me working and then training. Nothing too crazy. Sometimes I'll be, like, you know. Hey man, ghost is. Cr- I mean, depending on how deep you go down that ghost rabbit hole, that shit can get that shit can get wild. It, you know. I know. I know. It's, I'm. <laughs> I'm just. I just started exploring. It's just crazy how how broad it, it could just open up. I'm like, wow. Every, every episode, every show, every, everything that I see is like, just, wow. Is this, is this even possible? Yeah. If you get any experience in any, have you dabbled with like mediums or people that can, so there's different, right. There's different yeah. uh, people believe people don't believe, but anyone that can like talk, have you gone any, like it's not, I don't want to say fortune teller. I think they're called like mediums. Yeah. Basically where you can, anything like that or no. No, my not parents are like, uh, my parents are like kind of religious towards that. Like, if you try to see, like, even when I mm. watch these like stuff, he's like, "Oh, you're watching, like, you know, don't watch that because you have to, you're always gonna see something. You're always gonna complain. There's always something in the room. It's like, don't watch that." Okay. Every, every time I tell them, like, "Yo, I just heard something," they're like, "Oh, go pray in front in front of God right now. Go pray for, in, in front of the altar." <laughs> so they're like, they're strict at sometimes, but they're like, they know it's like, hey, they're watching it. This their problem. They get whatever, what's whatever. Yeah, and then uh, uh, so speaking of soccer, it's a World Cup this year, right? I mean, I'm yeah. pumped for that. I haven't been keeping up with it. I definitely should start keeping up because usually towards the World Cup, I always always on it. I'm always watching it. Yeah. But like again, like with the with me focusing with work and then wrestling, it's always I never have time. I just always need to see what I 
you know, I try to get it in as much as I can, but definitely excited for this year because I'm re- really excited. Yeah. Once I, once the World Cup kicks off, like, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll catch a few games here and there. And yeah. um, you, depending on where it is, they're usually like on at like 8, 10, or like 8, this, 11, and yeah. 2. So it's yeah. like if you have a job, desk job like me, I can watch it. But then yeah. I slack <laughs> off. So it depends on what you're doing during the day. Yeah. Uh, this year, I think the games will start like at noon, so like, okay. from noon to four. So it'll definitely cut into work time, but it's the World Cup, right? It happens every four yeah. years, so gotta, you gotta watch it. Yeah. And it'll be around November, right? So yeah. that's that's also something different. It usually happens around June, July. Oh, but it's later. Yeah, because it's in Qatar, it's it's gonna be super hot during the summer. So they actually pushed it out. So it's. "Quote unquote winter," but but that means that they'll be playing at eighty degree weather, where it's not one hundred and twenty. <laughs> Just insane. There's so, I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole. There's been so many complexities with having it in a guitar. Uh, that's a whole rabbit hole we we don't need to go down. But so I don't know. You get to enjoy your summer then, I guess, during the day, and then it'll it'll mix with American football and and foot, football oh, right. season is going to mix <laughs> this year. It sounds like. All right, so are you ready for the word association part? Yeah, let's see what uh, let's see what happens. So, like, this was like seventy five percent Charlie here, and not uh-huh. Gringo Loco. Charlie, two heels in the face. Charlie, uh-huh. Chuck underscore Colorado. So, let let's see what we get. All right, so again, one word answers, and here we go. Okay. First is Gali Lucha Libre. Home. GCW. A goal. Venta el cero miedo. Wow. Wow is right. <laughs> is that your answer? No, you can think of something if you want. Dream. You can say dream. Okay. Carlos Robles. <laughs> Annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Atomico Senior. Superhero. Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground. I don't know. It's it's definitely hard to to come up with one word because Lucha Underground is really like great in every aspect. Like they gave you everything, so. I mean, fun. That, that works. It is fun. It's yeah, fun, fun to watch. Sky then. Teacher. Ultimo Dragon. Wow. Oh, wow. Ultimo Dragon. I don't even know. It's so hard to connect. Like, oh, man. <laughs> I love how intense you're. This is like, you're, I love, uh, you should be, and that's fine. Yeah. How intense, like, intense you're thinking about everyone. Yeah, it's because it, it means like, like e- each person means something. Yeah, it's very, you can tell that they've all had an impact. Yeah, they all had an impact. In, this is an impact. impact. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I threw you an alley yeah. there. <laughs> Gringo Loco. Oh my god. Brother. Brother. That's, That's good. My dude. Disco. Discovery. 
grandfather. Yeah. There you go. You might have shed a, you might have shed a tear, a... depending on who's listening. There might have been a tear shed in that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to get choked up for a second oh, no, during no. some of those. The superhero one, I think, was my favorite, obviously, because the story you told and how it was like a surprise to you. and Yeah. Uh, so that's really cool. Uh, I, Carlos Robles, annoying. That was great. <laughs> they come from my mouth. Did not come from my mouth. It, you could tell him I said it because <laughs> I always tell him. We, he always knows that every time he comes in the back and you hear him yelling, it's always something. <laughs> He's always complaining about something, and I'm always saying that, like, oh man, I get to hear this stuff again." <laughs> you know. But at the end of the day, it's Carlos, and you, you never change it. It's always a good thing to see Carlos yelling. That's when you know he's there. For sure. Yeah. All right, so that concludes the wrestling buffet line. How do you feel? Feel good. I feel full, I guess. Full, really full. There you go. Boom. Yeah. There you go. Oh, that's how you do it. And then we're right. at like almost like basically an hour, a couple twenty seconds over. So I think we made good time. Yeah, definitely, definitely happy, excited to get this out of the way. Definitely well worth it. I was super happy when you guys told me like, "Hey, we need to get you guys on." I was like, "Yes, it, I need to get on." Absolutely. I know you've definitely, you a hundred percent earned it. And like I said, when we were at the, in the intro, uh, and I'm not saying that like, Oh, we're this prestigious podcast. Like you are no, no, like you, you've, you've caught our eye and you're someone we've wanted to have a conversation with. Chris has built that rapport yeah. in meeting you. And he's always been like, yeah, golden dragon is always down to come on yeah. and where, and it just kept, kept getting pushed back and stuff, but it was like, this is long overdue. I'm really glad we got the talk. Yeah. No worries. The, the, there's always uh, more stories to add on the longer, usually. Yeah. No, Keep always. doing your thing, man. I'm sure we'll so, you know, have another conversation yeah. down the road o- for sure. Always open the first, second one. There's always stuff, more stuff to tell about, you know. So definitely excited for, for sure. the one, hopefully. Nice. But before we let you go, um, where can people find you online? I, I got your Twitter right here. Um, but, you know, I don't know if you have Instagram, Facebook, anything that you want to promote. Yeah, Instagram, uh, the Golden Dragon underscore one, and then Facebook should be Golden Dragon. It's a Facebook page. You can probably look me up there. And then usually I'm more active on Instagram. You see me posting stories and pictures and you know whatever, all that stuff. And the next dates that I have to show up, and you know, always update a lot of people there. But I'm trying awesome. to be active, you know, trying to be active on all accounts. For sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, again, like we said, we, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you coming on, and we'll definitely uh, carve some some room later down the road so you yeah. can update us on on your successes. And um, at some point, I'll be able to hopefully get the whole uh, Atomico Dynasty, and and we can do a a, a podcast. Well, I, I've told Charlie this idea, and I'll put it out there. This is this yeah. one's a bit <laughs> longer, even than, like, this <laughs> before we put your name on it. This is an idea that's been sitting for like years. Right, like, I, I, I want to be able to, to, to have, you know, you know, Atomico Junior, Atomico Senior, Traidor, yourself. And if, if it has to be in Spanish, it'll be in Spanish. If it's bilingual, mm-hmm. it's bilingual. We'll, we'll yeah. figure that out. But I would definitely love to hear from all of you. I think it's, it's, uh, it's super cool that you're, you know, you guys are a wrestling family out of Chicago and you guys have done so much and, and people know who you are. So, at some point, we'll, we'll we'll book that, and and hopefully you guys will be down for it. 
Of course, of course. I'll I'll make sure to talk to them. They're always down. They're always open for podcasts and stuff to tell their story. My, more so my dad because he's always the one that likes to talk. So once you get him going, <laughs> there you go. There might be like a two long. hour, three hour long yeah. episode, but I think yeah. I think it's a great idea. That yeah. But uh, again, we're always open for the idea, and I think they would love that idea. Cool. All right. Sounds good. All right. Until next time, for you listeners, uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram at two heels in a face at two heels in a face. That's number two heels in a face, two heels in a face.com. And uh, any closing remarks, Charlie? No, no. I'm uh, thanks for my, my, uh, you gave me some life today, golden dragon. Cause I slept walk <laughs> through my entire work day. Uh, but thanks for Chris for taking the lead and thank you, the listener for listening. I appreciate you. All right. Well, thanks guys. Bye. Thank you. I'm on the...